What's up, everybody? Or as they said in that old commercial, what's up? And if you don't remember that commercial, you're probably too young to be listening to this show. Um, But it's really good to be back. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, enjoyed their Thanksgiving, a bunch of greens, stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes. You know, ever since that video came out with Shirley Caesar, I cannot get through anything. See me like, I got green, green, banana, banana, but anyway, um, it's really good to be back. You know, I've been missing the last couple of weeks. I know everybody's probably been running around too, just holidays, all that good stuff. So a bunch to catch up on, you know, obviously sports. I'm going to talk a little bit about just some holiday tips and things like that. Talk a little bit about some music shows that are coming up or one in particular that I'm headed to. Um, So yeah, let's not waste any more time. So it's crazy because you know when you've had a long holiday when like normal stuff is just tougher, right? Like I was gone for a week and did no type of physical activity, you know, besides playing catch for a little bit on Thanksgiving Day with a Nerf football that was so slippery I could barely hold the ball with my two hands anyway. So I really didn't do anything. And you always make all these plans, you know, because I was at my girlfriend's parents' house and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, uh, I'm not going to be headed to the gym or anything like that, but I can do stuff in the room. You know, I can still keep up, yada, yada, yada. It may have lasted the first day or maybe the second day and I just gave up and then I was just um chronically bloated for the rest of the time Uh, I I think I just felt hungry for the first time yesterday so that tells you right there that I had a great holiday week holiday weekend of course there was some work mixed in there but hey you know um sports never stop but now that I'm back you know you can just tell I'm finally getting back to where I was but on Monday and yesterday it's just like you can just tell that you haven't been doing anything like normal activities are just tougher right like I'm walking to BART and I'm just drenched in sweat and it's not even warm outside you know I'm just like dang like the stairs are a lot tougher than they were before I left and I'm just like wow like it's crazy how one week can change you so much and sure I drank a lot I ate a lot but you know you you do all this work throughout the year just for it all to be destroyed in one week and I still have Christmas dinner and maybe even New Year's my mom's still deciding if she's gonna do both but we always do at least one big dinner whether that's Christmas or New Year's and especially since I wasn't there for Thanksgiving, and a couple other family members weren't there either, we're definitely going to go hard. So I'm just trying to maintain before we get to 2019. But speaking of maintaining, so I have some tips, right? I have some tips that I came up with uh, to help get you through the holiday season so you're not feeling as bad uh, when 2019 rolls around and you're headed to the packed gyms with everybody else trying to shred that poundage from uh, the holiday season. So here's my first tip. I would say approach it like a large deficit in a game. You know uh, you know what coaches always say, chip away a little bit at a time. You know, if you try to get it all back in one day or two, you'll either pull something, pass out, or both. So that is tip number one, just chip away. Tip number two, don't let the holidays snowball, right? Like this happens to me all the time. Um, 
you have a binge eating weekend, then next week comes around and you're saying, screw it, I had a bad weekend anyway. Next thing you know, you're at a fast food joint like, yeah, let me get a bacon cheeseburger. It's still Thanksgiving, am I right? Cashier's like, Thanksgiving was three weeks ago. I'm like, I said, give me the damn cheeseburger, okay? I know when Thanksgiving was, but you should give thanks every day. And I'm giving thanks to this cow and this pig, all right? Okay, so don't let it snowball. Once it's over, it's over. Put a hard stop on things. Think of a target, right? Like, this is my last piece of cheesecake, and it's over. It's over, okay? My last tip, don't ask your significant other or your friends or your family if you've gained weight. Look, if you got to ask, you know. And if you think your eyes aren't telling the truth, you know that scale is right over there and numbers never lie. So just don't put yourself in that position, right? And don't, because nobody wants to lie, but you're kind of putting them in that position to lie when you ask them. And like I said, you know, right? I know I've gained weight from last week to this week. The mirror knows. Personally, I took the batteries out of my scale. I'm not putting them back until maybe February, right? Like maybe Valentine's Day or something. Like that's my target. I'm real realistic with this, you know? I'm just and it stares at me too. I need to just put it in the closet and I'm just looking like oh my gosh. Like I'm almost kind of intrigued to see what the damage is, right? But like I said, I think I'm on the way back because The first couple days, I just felt like I could just roll to work because I felt just like a big ball of just fat and despair and joy all at the same time. So those are some of my tips to help get you through the holiday season. All right. I hope it helps you out. And if not, hey, you know what I mean? You'll be back to yourself in no time. Maybe the spring. Um, All right. Let's get into some sports now like I said I haven't been around for a while uh, and I kind of missed the Warriors drama and I know it's probably been talked about a lot but I cannot help but bring it up okay because it was something so random and I remember I was watching the game Uh, I now I can't even remember who oh I I believe it was against the Clippers and I'm watching the game live and ever since KD got on the Warriors, I've always been very cognizant to look at like how he reacts to stuff like with Steph. You know, I think I've talked about before how they were chanting MVP for Steph, even though he wasn't the MVP and uh, KD was the last MVP the team had had as in a finals MVP. So I've always been following stuff like that. And I so I'm watching the game and I see when KD claps, right, when Draymond is pushing the ball. And loses it. And he's famous for that. He does that all the time in crunch time. He's an amazing player. But in crunch time, you know, um, he doesn't always make the best decisions. So I'm watching all of it. And obviously when you're watching it on TV, they didn't catch everything uh, on the bench. But they caught enough for me to be like, just when it went to commercial, me just hoping that it was nothing. And of course, it was something. And it was more than what I thought, right? So And it's also kind of sketch how everything came out. Like at first, it came out that Draymond had called him the B word. That was on like one singular day. So everybody from the, you know, the first takes of the world, the undisputed of the world, um, all those type of shows, they're talking about that. So I thought that's what it was. Then come to find out a day later, that's when it came out that Draymond said, we don't need you. We won without you. 
So I, I'm not saying that's not true. Clearly, you know, it's been confirmed. But why didn't that all come out on one day? Like, how does that work? I need to talk to, you know, like some of these beat writers and reporters and just kind of curious, like, how does that come out on the second day when it all happened two nights ago? Right. Everybody had the one. But then it's like, did you not want to release it or were they trying to decide whether to release it or not? I'm not quite sure what that all was about. Um, So just following that. And then seeing how, and then all of a sudden they tried to play a game. I, I think they won a game without Draymond. Then Draymond returned and they lost or something like that. Now Draymond has a toast brain. Like I've never known, I don't know what it is, right? I've never had a toast brain, but anybody that follows the Warriors knows that Draymond is not one to stay out. So this must be like a very vicious toast brain. You know what I mean? Um, or something like that because you know, after they lost that game with him, he hasn't played. And one thing that I would like you to keep an eye on is another thing that I've kind of noticed as you watch the Warriors is when they do high fives, Draymond and KD have a separate high five. They always clap twice. They always give two high fives, right? So now I'm curious, like, are they still going to do that? You know what I mean? Because I've always joked it was like their secret handshake. I'm like, is the handshake gone or you know what I mean? Um, is the relationship going to be the same? Now, I told you before, I already thought KD was leaving at the end of the year. I I already thought that was going to happen. I was just, and I am still, praying that he doesn't go to the Lakers. So, there's that. Um, But with this happening, I'm just like, look, let's not let this ruin the shot at the three-peat. And obviously... I don't think it will, right? If you watch them now, it all seems, it was so, I think that's the worst thing about this, right? Like before, everything was so genuine with the Warriors. Like they're dancing on the bench, you know, they're having a good time. They're all boys. Like Steph is like bowling before pregame. They're all messing around. Now it just seems like forced. Like they're trying to show the media we're good. Like we're all good. And it's just coming off as forced. Like I was watching the game a couple nights ago when KD went off for like 49 and Draymond's just clapping and Steph and Draymond are like dancing around and Boogie's in the back with his pimp glasses on. And it's just like, it just doesn't feel the same to me. I think that's the worst thing about this, you know, and credit to KD for, you know, handling everything about as well as he could have, you know, he gets a lot of criticism for being um, very, um, not emotional, but emotional, but um, I mean, people call him soft, but I think the he just reacts to everything right and he takes things very personal so I think people should be very impressed with how he took this I mean he just got called the b-word and the fourth all-star on your team told you that they won without you and they don't need you now granted keep in mind that Draymond allegedly is the one that called KD in the parking lot after they lost game seven to the Cavs all those years ago. So there's that dynamic. And sure, they've known each other for a while. um, But part of me thinks that KD did brush off like the B word thing. I feel like you can brush off. Right. That was a big deal to a lot of people. For me, I don't know. I think you can brush that off because Draymond probably says some crazy stuff in the locker room at practice. Like, I can only imagine. But the second part from, you know, the second day everything had happened, we don't need you, we won without you, that was pretty wild, man. That was pretty wild to me. Um, 
So I'm very interested to see how everything progresses. I know that Steph is coming back really soon. I heard from somebody at the gym, which, you know, is always a good a good source. Somebody told me from the gym that KD going to leave and then come back and then leave again. No, but um, seriously, uh, somebody at the gym told me that Boogie is trying to come back the game after the Christmas game, which is wild. So I, I believe that's at least a little bit of, uh, ahead of schedule. So that's going to be crazy. And everything will probably be fine in Warrior World. Uh, but to see them go through this and just kind of know, I think everyone has their feeling that this is the last hoorah, which can help them, right? Because they don't want to end on a bad note. But it is interesting to see or to think what would have happened if KD does leave. What would have happened if all of this did not go down? So I'm very interested to follow them as I would either way. But now I think this is the one thing the NBA did need. And of course, they're milking it, not necessarily the NBA, but the media is milking it. They don't want this thing to ever go away um, because the Warriors have just been in, you know, a beautiful place for so long. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. Next, let's get into some college football. So not too much has changed. Uh, Alabama is still the best by far, like everybody knows or everybody that, you know, knows football knows. Um, Michigan got destroyed by Ohio State, which is a little unfortunate. You know, I'm a Raider fan, but, you know, Jim Harbaugh, I don't mind him, right? I don't necessarily like him, but I don't mind him. Um, And like I said, Ohio State's one of those schools that I randomly like and have no connection to. So, but even that being said, I even felt bad because I have a good friend of mine that is Michigan till he dies. And um, I was on the plane getting back from PA basically while the game was happening. And if I hadn't been, I probably would have watched the game with him. And that gets really awkward right like when someone is die hard and you don't I like have a horse in the race like I think it's more I think it's more awkward when you're with someone and you don't care than when like you do love the other team right or it's like a really big rivalry because then you're like John back and forth and you know you can give them smack talk but when you don't have a horse in the race you're just kind of sitting there like hey can you pass the chips and salsa you know what I mean like you want to take another shot you know um, so now with Michigan losing, Georgia has snuck in to the top four. And this will be really interesting because now everybody's thinking if Alabama loses to Georgia, will they be out? Which would make absolutely no sense. I mean, you know what I mean? I think out the first three are undefeated and Georgia has one loss, but Alabama losing to a top four team should not kick them out. Right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. It would just elevate whoever that fifth or sixth team is, and everybody's thinking, you know, is it going to be Oklahoma or whatever the case may be. A lot of people think Oklahoma has the ability to compete with Alabama, right? Because that's the whole thing. You don't want to put somebody in that. And if you're the committee, that's what's very interesting because you don't want to put somebody there that you know is going to get smacked by Alabama or you're pretty sure. So – How much is it when they're choosing these teams, how much is it you want the fourth best team in the nation in there or you want the team that you think can compete the best with the first team, right? Because obviously the first seed plays a four seed, second seed plays a three seed. 
So that's all very interesting, and I can't wait for all this to unfold. I still agree with so many people out there that it should be an eight-team playoff. That just makes more sense to me. And I saw something on Twitter that I really agreed with. Somebody was like, we don't need to see these teams play these random small schools for one week or even two weeks for some teams. Um Get rid of that and just make it an 18 playoff. It's it's pretty simple, and that's not to say that we won't get there eventually, but we're not there yet. It's still better than the BCS when they just use a computer to pick, so um, I'm not complaining too, too much. At the end of the day, who would I put my money on? I just don't think that Alabama is going to lose. Like I do think that Georgia or Oklahoma might give them Uh, the best run for their money, and it's possible. Anything is possible. I just wouldn't put my money on it. You know what I mean? So we'll see how that all kind of unfolds. So I wanted to get into a little bit of the NFL. Man, there's nothing more humbly than if you've ever done a pick'em league. So basically a pick'em league is where it's pretty straightforward. You pick who you think is going to win every week. Last year... Last season, I was a baller. I won the league, and I, you know, and it seems so easy, right? Because once you kind of get a league, or once you kind of get a lead, it's a wrap. You know, you just kind of pick the favorites and hope that nobody screws up. I got off to a tough start this year, and it's a little bit hard to come back. I've been trying to, you know, take some chances. They're just not working out. I take the Giants. Nobody else had the Giants, so I would have gained the game. Giants blow it at the end. And I'm just like, really? Like, I want to know what the actual plan is there with the Giants. You know, Giants are a team that pissed me off. Uh, Who else? Bills are a team that pissed me off. I never know what to do with them. Um, And the Browns as well. And speaking of the Browns, I got to talk about this Baker Mayfield thing, man. Because I've always been a big Baker Mayfield guy, but this was just a little much, man. Like, really? So, for those of you who didn't hear, basically, Baker, uh, the game ended, the Browns won, they beat the Bengals. Hugh Jackson, who was formerly the head coach of the Browns, is now um, helping out coaching the Bengals. So, at the end of the game, Hugh Jackson goes in for a hug. Baker gives him the friend zone and gives him a handshake or a dap or whatever. And he was asked about it after the game. Baker's talking about how, you know, somebody that was in our locker room wanting us to play for him, now he's uh, on the other sideline. And he just, you know, doesn't really rock with it. I'm like, rock with what? He got fired. He got fired, Baker. What do you want him to do? Now, if you don't agree with his play calling or maybe there's just some separate beef, um, fine. But say that, right? Don't Because you sound like an idiot going straight off, off of he left and now he's coaching for a division rival. It's like, well, Baker, he went like 3-36. and 36. I don't think the phone was ringing off the hook. He got the Bengals job because he's friends with Marvin uh, Lewis, the head coach. You know, and he's shown some promise throughout the years. So for you to sit up there, especially when you left Texas Tech to go to Oklahoma, for you to sit up there and, you know, make it seem like it was a choice, like he left 
the Browns than to go help out the Bengals. It just sounded a little ridiculous, man. Um, and he got into it with uh, Damian Woody on first take because they called him out. And it's just like, I get it. Like, you're gritty. It's Cleveland. You know, people hate you. You're the underdog. Like, I get it. But it just didn't really make sense. And it just was kind of a bad look. And again, you know, I'm not going to say anything more than if somebody else had done that, there would be much bigger uproar. You know, like it's it's a little split between how people feel about it. If Cam Newton or somebody like that did something like that, it would be crazy, man. It would be crazy. But yeah, I wanted to get back into a uh, a story, I guess you could say, about when I was back in Pennsylvania. Uh, so obviously, as everybody know, if you listen to the show, I went to Temple University. Go Owls, T for Temple U, University. Fight, fight, fight for the cherry and the white. And the cherry and the white. We on fight, fight, fight. Um, so I had to check out a couple of my buddies that are in the Philadelphia area. So we arranged it. I was really happy that they came out to kick it. And, you know, it's always exciting and it's always very nostalgic hanging out with old friends. And don't get me wrong. We talk pretty often, but obviously we don't see each other that often. Um, so we decided to do like kind of like a pseudo bar crawl, right? Like a, a 28 year old bar crawl, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of light beers being drinking. Um, and we end up at one bar and, you know, it just, it's a great time, but it just starts to make you feel a little bit depressed and old right like you walk into the bar and you're looking around and um the first thing you do is look for somebody older than you like that's when you know you're getting older right like it's like okay that guy's got a full head of white hair we're good here Whew, that was a close one because everybody else you know is looking like sophomore year i'm like are you even legal to be here like these fakes are getting out of control out of control you know, so we head to one bar. This was the coolest of them all. Um, it's huge. You walk in. The first area had like a dance floor um, with like, you know, all the college kids going wild. I'm like, awesome. You know, then you keep walking um, and there's like two normal sports bars, like both split. Like this place was ginormous. So, of course, we end up in like the normal sports bar area. And, you know, it's just you're just looking around and all you do is reminisce, you know, and I, I ask that question a lot to people. Um, you know, what is kind of the best time of your life or, you know, or if you could pick an age to be for the rest of your life, what age would you pick? You know, you look around and you just think, wow, like those were some awesome times, you know, but um, as you progress and kind of get older, you realize it's over. Like, it's really over. You know what I mean? And I think going out there, and especially because there was only four of us, there wasn't like a big crew of us, it's like, let's drink some Bud Lights and have a good time. One or two shots and let's hit the old hay. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's crazy to me when I'm at my apartment and instead of getting mail about you know uh these upcoming events and things like that or getting calls about you know oh you're still on the guest list for you know this this bar or that bar now i'm getting calls like are you ready for retirement i'm like hell no i'm just like click do not come at me about retirement yet all right like sure a couple gray whiskers have popped out that doesn't mean i want to hear about all that and then you realize i am getting closer to retirement like on that commercial, I'm getting closer to retirement than I am 
to my senior year and definitely my freshman year. And I'm just like, geez, man, time really flies. And it's a great time. But going there is just like you got to be prepared for like all the feels, as they say. You know, you got to be prepared to feel happy, feel sad, feel joyous, feel mad. Like I'm just you just mad at stuff. I'm just like mad at like people for being young. I'm like, look at you, little 23 year old. You think you think you know stuff and not even 23. That's old for college. More like, look at you little 21-year-old, just got an ID, probably a fake ID. You think you can come up in here and just get in front of me to get a drink? No, I wasted I waited my time. You going to wait for me. Okay? I earned this. Okay? You're not even paying your student loans back. I pay it every month, $200 a month and I can't even afford it. So I'm going to get my butt light and my shut of henny before you. You dig? You know, I shouldn't even be mad at them. Why am I mad at them? It's not their fault I'm old. It's not my fault they're young. It's not their fault they're young. But that's just how it goes, you know? But it was obviously an amazing time. With that being said, can't wait to go back next year. Um, But it was a great time. It's just some of the feelings that come up. And obviously the alcohol doesn't help. Like, you know, the first couple of drinks, you're like, man, this is... Yeah, this is a good time, you know what I mean? Uh, it's really cool to just see see all these kids for a shot. It's like, remember that time? We were so much cooler than these kids when we were their age, you know what I mean? Just like running up to kids you don't know, like, do you live near McGonagall Hall? They're like, no, there's not even there's not even apartments over there. We're in the dorms. I'm like, okay. I'm like, go away, old man. I'm like, screw you. Um... So that was a crazy, a crazy situation and something that, you know, because I, me and my girlfriend usually switch either for Christmas or for Thanksgiving. We'll go back for one of them, stay for the other. So it is something that I'm starting to look forward to every year. That's for sure. So next, as I said, I wanted to get into some music, right? Um, I mentioned before I will be at Jingle Ball this weekend because I love wasting money. And seeing good artists. And usually it's one and the same. Uh, some of my personal favorites will be there. Khalid, Marky Basie, Alicia Cara, and Bozzy. Um, and I'm very excited for that. What I'm not excited for is the weekend after is SantaCon. So, you know, SantaCon is one of those things, especially because I live in Oakland, uh, SantaCon is one of those things, like, so going to the city is always an event. And SantaCon is one of those things where it, it's only my second year, but it kind of is starting to feel like a chore. Like, once you get there, it's a good time, but, like, the process is a chore, and it's just because you're going to catch an Uber, it gets a little expensive. And uh, so a something came out that SantaCon was canceled. Well, first question is, how would you cancel SantaCon, right? You can't tell, we're going to arrest everybody in a, in a Santa suit, right? But it came out that it was canceled, and um, I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic, and I sent a group message to uh, my buddies, like to the group chat, just like, "Hey, not sure if you saw this, but SantaCon's canceled. Dang, it's crazy. Dang." Well, that's what happens when you read titles and you don't click on the actual articles. Turns out that SantaCon isn't canceled. Basically, they're just not doing any of the like city funded events like no uh caroling contests or anything like that but the actual like i said you can't stop people from showing up places in santa outfits so you know i send the text and then one of my buddies is like hell yeah it's still on can't wait best time of the year let's get lit and i'm just like 
for sure. For sure. And it's funny, he's probably listening to this right now, just like, you know you're going to be there and you know you're going to have a great time. And he's completely right, but the process is just starting to make me tired. And again, going back to being at the college bar, yeah, it's like you don't want to be old, but then there's times where it's like, dang, I would love to just cuddle up and watch some Food Network. And I don't really care who judges me for that. But back to some of the music, this guy is very interesting because he's polarizing to the people that know him, whether you know him or hate him. I'm talking about Takashi69. Um, and he's doing jail time, right? I think he's doing, like, he might do 25 years or something like that off of basically being a troll, right? Like, the whole thing, if you follow him, he was basically just like, trying to piss people off and trying to, and that was his like kind of way of getting a buzz while making decent music if you like really hype like if you like that type of stuff you know um he's right up your alley and it worked this guy blew up you know he went 10 for 10 on billboard all this stuff the problem is um yeah the feds don't like that man you can't fake hustle and be around guys and talk about gangbanging and get real close to gangbanging but close enough where they can get you because they going to get you. And he's getting got. And now a bunch of people, you know, are talking like, oh, you know, it's it's a it's a really mixed bag of half of the people saying, oh, he deserves it. Half of the people are saying, um, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, even if I don't like his music or didn't like him. So that has been huge. I mean, my take on it is you put yourself in a situation, you know, these things have a strong possibility of happening you know what i mean you surround yourself with the wrong people you um there's also a a whole report that trying to tell the feds that he was it was all a joke it's like dude they're not there to joke like they don't they're not joking about that you don't joke about you know shooting people and racketeering and all this type of stuff like it's not a game all right it's not a game like so in, in my perspective he kind of had it coming. Do I think it should be um, the penalties should be that severe? No. And, you know, I heard Meek Mill uh, speak out on it and just saying, you know, it's kind of a bad situation. Um, so, you know, look up the story if you're interested. Don't be afraid when you see the picture of him. If you've never seen him before, he's got rainbow teeth and rainbow hair. But that's really him. You know, that's really how he mobs around. Um, and it's always funny, like, you know, when you see people like that, and uh, they're like, I got all these girls, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'll take your girl. I'm like, if my girl went after you, I got bigger problems, man. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, but check out check out uh, that story. Uh, it's, it's really interesting to see how everything kind of unfolded. Speaking of Meek Mill, he drops an album uh, at the end of this week. And I am super excited. Uh, I believe it's called Champions. And, you know, shout out to Meek Mill in general. Who can come from, like, multiple... Like, this guy got destroyed by Drake, in most people's eyes. Tried to get destroyed by, uh, you know, our legal system. And is back and literally better than ever. He lost it all. He had Nicki. He had the hits. He lost it all, and he's back. And he's bigger than he was before. Like, that's a real win. That's, like, the most... Philadelphia thing I've ever heard of in my life. You know, one second, 
Drake is roasting you. The next second, the Eagles are walking out to your song and they win the Super Bowl. Then your team walks out to your song and wins the Super Bowl. Like he is winning. What a, like what an interesting 28 team for Meek Mill. Like I th- I think one of his albums is called Wins and Losses or one of his songs is called Wins and Losses. That's literally what 2018 was for him, but he had more wins than losses and for that that is a huge huge W. Like all day. So Meek Mill all day. If you don't like Meek Mill, you clearly don't work out because I've never bench pressed more than when I listen to Meek Mill and that's facts. Um, but thank you everybody for tuning in. I got to get up out of here. Have a great weekend and we will catch you next time on the Styles Files. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the underscore Styles Files. That's Styles with an I. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.